At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, everyone. It is July 15th, and this is another episode, episode 15, huh? 15 and 15, go play that number, of Home Market. I am Liz Puglisi. I'm here with my beloved Amber Teasley. And before we start, I'd like to wish my Amzie a happy belated birthday. Yesterday, she celebrated her birthday. How was it? It was good. Very low-key, because I'm old. And we just... Um, I got my favorite wings, and we went on a Jeep ride, and that was about it. That's because your big present is coming in September, is it? Yes, because I'm going to go see Mr. Christmas himself, Michael Buble, in concert. How awesome is that? Where is he performing? Uh, Pittsburgh, which is about four and a half hours, five hours. Oh, wow. Wow, Jason did good. Yes. Jason did so good. That's what I like to hear. Jason's Jason's a good guy. But yeah, um, I had to go see Mr. Christmas himself at least once in my oh, life. It's a absolutely. I've heard he puts on a good show. I heard it's always. I mean, he's Michael Bublé. Well, when you I, look I, at the pic, like the name of the concert, you know how they have like they usually name it after like their you know tour or whatever. His is an as a as a night with Mr. Bublé. That's. The I love it. That's so cute. So I'm super excited about that. He's like really nice. Like, um, I've seen on social media, like on TikTok, like young kids who are like big fans of his, and he'll like comment on their stuff. He'll send them things. He's a real doll face. As as far as. So other other than your birthday, how's your week been? It's been good. Um. We are currently childless because my Ooh. grand, uh, my daughter is with her grandparents at the beach. Lucky her. Ooh la la. Yeah, so we've just been hanging out, watching TV. I'm doing a whole lot. I had to work. I had a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. What about you? My week's been pretty good. It's been a little busy. I'm actually up in uh, Pennsylvania, up in Halifax, uh, at my sister Liz's. Um, and uh just i got in today i took the bus up and gonna be here until tuesday just chilling out helping with a few things you know having a good time hitting the pool and that's about it it's been a pretty quiet week i got a lot done this week though so that i feel like um i feel like i got a lot done anyway well you know the trains run from like new york to huntington just Do like, they? I think that <laughs> might have to be my next trip. We might have to talk about that. And we will tell Jason. I'll just show up. I'll be like, we'll have to go do something. I'll be just gonna, I'm going to ring the doorbell. Right? And he'll be like, I'll be like, I ran away. I ran away from home. <laughs> he probably closed the door in my face. No, no he wouldn't. Like, oh my God, what happened? What happened? Um, so, yeah, I, I've been watching more Christmas in July. And I have to say, last week I made this whole thing like, oh, I didn't really see a lot of Candace or Danica on the schedule, blah, blah, blah. Candace has been on like every day. So I, I take that back. I haven't seen that much of Danica. I've seen like one or two. The one where um, I think she's the nanny to like the prince's kids or something. I don't really watch yeah. that one. And the, and the one from last year with the Christmas trees. Um, yes. I saw that those two, those two were on. 
But Candace, I have to take that back. Candace has been like on like every night, like every on like Hallmark is like, haha, stupid, look here she is. Like er, you know. Um I saw um my all time favorite with well, one of my all time favorites with you know, the, the nine kittens of Christmas. I love that one. Um they've been showing and I wish I, I really next week I promise I'm gonna write down the titles of the ones I actually watch. Because they have been, like I said last week, they have been showing a lot of like earlier ones, like 2013, 2014, like that. And they're really good. I saw a few of them, but I didn't see like the whole thing. I saw bits and pieces and I wish I could I wanna I have to go back and see if I can find out which ones they were because they were they were really into they were really entertaining. Well, so, my week has been full of like Chesapeake Shores because I watched mm-hmm. the entire whole thing. Squeak! <laughs> we're just gonna talk about three today, or we gonna try to? We can talk about up into current. Like I'm all the way up. Like I am up to ready for season six. So we can talk about it all. Okay, so, so I think then we'll we'll start with the movie. But I think when we get to Chesapeake Shores, rather than doing like a a whole recap of like the rest of season three and season four. I think we can talk about it in broader terms of what we like and disliked about it and where, you know, um, where we see how like uh, things played out, who grew, who didn't, who should, you know, go away, that type of thing. Um, If you want, but let's get started with the movie that was this week, which was my grown up Christmas list, which starred um, Kayla Wallace Kevin McGarry, Corey Lee, and Colton Royce were the main the main people. And uh, Taylor, who was a journalist, Luke was in the military. This is the Hallmark synopsis. They um, shared a special bond that grows between them over the course of several Christmases they spent together and apart. So basically, they first run into each other when he's playing like this raggedy, you know, low budget Santa, like hot mess. Mm-hmm. Kind of and, uh, I might have missed something. If you remember, please let me know. Like, how did he know where she worked and everything to send her a basket? Because I, I got distracted, so and I haven't been able to catch it I again. Think she told him. Did she? I because I was in the middle of something else in the beginning, and I'm like, wait, how did he know that? Um, Christmas magic. So he asks her what her Christmas wishes, and she said some Christmas wishes can't be granted. I'm going to be honest, I struggled a little bit with this one. I was in my feelings because, you know, as everybody knows by now, my mom passed last year, um, and Taylor is um, still grieving the death of her mom from, I think, two years prior. And she's trying to honor her uh, mom's tradition while helping out her grandpa in their Christmas store. So they meet, and they kind of go, like, on a year passes. She sends her a basket. And then, like, time passes and they meet up again. She's working for the newspaper. One thing I don't understand is how she only seems to write about Christmas and still has a job, but whatever. Um, (laughs) So they kind of, like, go out on, like, this first date after they, you know, reconnect. And he tells her, oh, I'm leaving. But they just, they feel this connection and they decide to, like, you know, keep in touch and see how things go. As somebody that was in a long-distance relationship, I kind of appreciated this take on it. You know, obviously he was in the military, but my other sister, um, Francesca, her, my brother-in-law is retired, you know, Navy. So they spent, he wasn't even home every year, you know, sometimes. And obviously there's hundreds of military families that are like that. So I really appreciated that, like, you know, look at, look into it a little bit, like, you know, how hard it can be, um, you know, what it takes and how such long periods of time can pass before you um, see each other. Right. Um, I like the I like the end where she wound up like the whole wedding got like um, postponed because he had to go save his friend and then she went to him. I liked it. I thought it was a really good um, movie for the most part. Well, it was a it was a drastic change from the which you know they did say they were trying to get away from their cookie cutter um, thing and it was a drastic change. There was no misunderstandings. Um, you know, there really wasn't no, like, we can't be together or whatever. It just, they pretty much just met, fell in love. He was gone for a year, you know, come back, ask, you know, asking to marry her and everything. Like, I mean, it was like, it, they never were, like, off, which I felt like it was kind of nice. Um, I think it made it a little bit more, I know it's kind of stupid to say, but I feel like it made it a little bit more realistic. And I'm sure if you know with your family having people in the military, it takes a certain type of woman to 
be able to marry a man that is in the military and 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 vice versa i mean sometimes a guy will marry a woman in the military and you know they this is old you know like oh still you know a woman in every point you know whatever um you know there's a lot of trust that goes into a lot of you know working together a lot of realizing that you might not hear from someone of course depending on where they're stationed and how they're stationed and and what you know what they do um and you might not hear from them like you know every day in the age of cell phones and and um and everything i really enjoyed the fact that they had a very adult relationship and what i mean by that is that there was no like sure you know, like when the calls dropped this they were like upset or disappointed but there was no pouting and ultimatums and you know any of that um type of thing no. so it's it, it very i love that it got away from the cookie cutter the, the proposal when it when it went down you're like ah you know when the connection was lost but i really enjoyed it for the fact that it wasn't cookie cutter really at all i mean even like the canceling of the um the wedding and then when the two friends fell in love i liked that i thought that was cute um yeah what was i gonna say and i loved how um when she went to his bunk there was like all the things the pictures and things that remind luke of her yeah i like that too I thought that was really cute. It's hard because usually we have a lot to say about these movies because they aggravate us, <laughs> you know? But this one I thought was, you know, fairly well done. I thought the acting was, you know, was good. Um, the, the dialogue was, you know, better than, you know, most times. I like I enjoyed the montage that they did to, like, space out the time. Yes, I thought that yes. was a nice way of... I thought that was a nice way of... Um, of doing it. And I thought the two of them had good chemistry together. I think they did too. Um, I didn't feel like it was, I mean, and even with the way that it happened, I didn't feel like it was rushed either, you know, because, of, you know, they did show the time passing and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I really truly bought into their, you know, relationship and, you know, everything. I've really felt like this is probably one of the better um Christmas movies mm-hmm. yeah my biggest issue with it was her whole writing the holiday stories and that seemed to be like all she wrote you know like, <laughs> I, didn't I didn't understand that and that's that's super minor and super 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 petty um I would love to see the two of them team up for a movie during the actual holiday season definitely and then um I've I, I just really like this one. I did have a little bit of trouble at first. Um, just because it's a lot of snow. <laughs> and it's like 85 degrees outside. Um, but I did get into yeah. it. I had to give it a chance. Yeah, I had a little bit of an issue getting into it in the beginning. Because, like, you know, they met and then it jumped and then, oh, they remet. They're like, oh, state, let's have this long distance relationship, you know, <laughs> type of things. For me, I was like, eh. But I think they handled it um, very well. Was it two Christmases or was it more than two? It was a couple of Christmases. I forget how many, but it was a couple. Okay. I think it was at least two. Yeah. Do we have oh, anything Christmas else by we I saw it. Now that's what I'm saying. Like it's so easy to talk about them when they like annoy you because like we can go <laughs> on and on about it. There's so much, but when it's so good, it's like okay, it was great, you know. And this is what it's about, and this is what I handled. Well, I feel bad that I don't have more to say about it right now. And I I just yeah. went on to um, I just went on to HallmarkChannel.com to look up the preview for this one because I forgot to pull it up. And my and my movie Christmas by Starlight is on. Our Paul Campbell Mine is on comes right on now. Tonight. It's the on right after time of the year. Comes on tonight. The time. Yeah, they're back to back. It's on eight o'clock. Yeah, um, where I am, they don't have cable. They stream everything, mm-hmm. so I won't get to see it. I won't get to see tomorrow's either. I will have to. I DVR it. Um, and that's what I wanted to pull up. Oh, next up, Christmas. So tomorrow. Well, this is gonna be last week, but no. 
when is this going to be posted? Sunday, I think? Yes. Yes. This should be Sunday. And then, okay. as usual, we're so usually about a week behind. <laughs> so I'm actually looking. So Sunday's the 17th. So, so I'm just going quickly through it to see what's going to be on this week to see what I want to try to catch before we move on. Oh, um, you know what one I caught? I caught um, wow. Christmas at Cody Creek. Do you remember that one? Had Ryan T. Oh, I like and, that. I liked yes. that one. I liked it even more the second time that I watched it. Um, still hate the parents for what they did, but I felt like that was mm-hmm. pretty crappy. Yeah. Like, you know, just going to sell it out from under or without telling them what they were doing. Um, which I guess is their prerogative. I know. I actually enjoyed it like the second time I saw it than I did the first because I was so aggravated by it the first time. The second time I watched it, I was able to enjoy it, appreciate it a lot better. Yes, I think so too. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot the second time. Um, Of course, Brian Pavey is one of my favorites. So this week coming up, we have Mingle All the Way. The one with the app developer yeah. Molly and her unlucky. I love that one. I love that one. I've seen that one a couple. Uh, times. Let's see. Christmas in Evergreen. Bells are ringing. Oh, I like that series. I like that one with Holly Roberts and Pete. The Evergreen series. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Love lights and Hanukkah. That let's one was see. Good. I've only seen it once though. I've only seen it once. I have to. I will not home to do that. Let's see. I'm going to jump to Wednesday and see what's on. When I'll actually be home to enjoy them because these people don't have homework. I don't know how they live. Ugh, these people. Let's see. <laughs> They'll have, oh, the nine kittens of Christmas will be on at 12 p.m. The Christmas house, too. Uh, Never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater. I mentioned that one last week. I really enjoy that one. I think it's also much more um, of a mature couple. I have not watched that one, I don't think. Oh, you have to watch it. It's really good. DVR at 4 p.m. on Wednesday. My Christmas family, my family Christmas tree, my Christmas family tree, whatever it is. I didn't really like that one. Um, Heart like of the Holidays. Career-driven Sam returns to her hometown for the holidays where she comes face-to-face with her high school boyfriend, Noah. There's a shock. Together they <laughs> rediscover him. I feel like I've seen that one, but I just can't place it. Yeah. Let's do one more day before we preview what's coming up this week because I have to find what's coming up this week. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. Nantucket Noel. I kind of like that one. Um, but I think that was the, Trevor Donovan, like, I don't know, he's acting in that. I think he was like phoning it in with that one. I, just, I feel like he was frustrated with it. Look at 10 p.m. What? Look at 10 p.m. When? 10 p.m. on Friday. Hold on, hold on. Chris, no, stop it. Don't make me, don't make me start yelling. <laughs> you hated nope. that movie. I think we both legitimately hated we that movie. Hated that. Oh, The Christmas Cottage. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Interior China Lacey and the maid of honor and her best friend's wedding finds herself snowed in at the Christmas Cottage alongside her ex-boyfriend. I love that one. And my favorite, I'm not a big fan of the Candace Cameron movies. Don't come at me. I'm just not... Um, there are, she does have some really good ones. And one of my favorite ones is a shoe addicts Christmas. Oh, have, you know, your 10 PM one is your favorite. Don't, uh, don't make me hang up on this call with you. But if anybody does not know what one we're talking about, it's the one we slaughtered. It's a small town company. CEO gets a once in a lifetime offer to merge with a mega toy company, but we'll need her a strange ex-business partner signature deal. Okay. To recap, why? We hate the movie because the guy's an effing bastard. No, wait, Craig says we can curse on this. I know it's a Hallmark show, but no, nobody listens to us anyway. The guy's a fucking creep. What is psychologically wrong with her that she gives up everything to go back to him after his misogynistic microaggressions abuse is pathetic? <laughs> everybody uh, it was so bad. Social media was trashing this movie because it was horrible and that's all i'll say so yeah, th- this so week bad. is i'm really looking forward to this week's campfire christmas i'm especially looking forward to it because it's a bit of a i don't know i actually have to look up how old corbin blue is these days but it's a bit fun it's a bit funkier it's set in the summer so it goes with the whole 
Christmas in July thing. And yes. romance rekindles for Peyton and her closest friends when her parents decide to host a holiday theme reunion for selling their family owned summer camp. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that these kids band together and, you know, kids in quotes, band together and save the summer camp. Um, I hope. I hope so. But it looked, did you see the trailer? It looks really lighthearted. It looks really fun. It looks really cute. Yes. Yes, I'm really looking forward to it. I like him a lot. I've liked him since High School Musical because I'm really like a 15-year-old in mm-hmm. my head. Um, you know, I really liked it. Um, I feel like I'll be able to get into it a little bit quicker because, like you said, it's more of a, it's a Christmas theme mm-hmm. at a summer camp. Right. So it fits more into the Christmas in July. Right, yeah, you know, it's, it's Christmas and that's, in July. I think we, we're going we need fall, gonna, fall. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, my darling. I think we're gonna have some of the same tropes we always do, you know, with um. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill rekindled romance and blah 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 you know um and people banding together to and people banding together to save something before it closes which is fine but i appreciate the new twist on it i will absolutely um say that i will definitely be okay with the tropes because this is a completely different theme because you're talking about you know like i said the summer it's the summer it's just a theme so I think that will be, I think it'll make it a little little bit more um, kind of easier to get into right now because, you know, we've got 85, 90 degree weather. <laughs> right. And then, do we have any news? It was a quiet I, news week. It was. I have, before you talk about your mans. Um, Jonathan Bennett and Brooke uh, Dorsey are going to headline a wedding of a lifetime for Hallmark. Um, Jonathan recently signed an exclusive multi-picture overall deal with Crown Media Family Networks. Um, he will headline and executive produce a new movie called Wedding of a Lifetime. She, Brooke, was in A Dickens of a Holiday in Grace and Frankie. Um, they, have, they are going to play an engaged couple who have been together since the days as high school sweethearts, but found themselves in a rut and out of love. As they prepare to break the news of their separation to their family, they inadvertently find themselves entered into a romantic relationship competition hosted by a popular national daytime TV show. After being nominated by the whole town, excuse me, the grand prize is a televised all-expenses-paid wedding of a lifetime. Um, so it's, they're going to be uncomfortable pretending they're still engaged, and they continue to decide to continue with the show. And um, will the charade end with Darby and Jake coming clean and going their separate ways? Or will the competition rekindle their moments? Let me say this. I would not object to a movie where the couple does not get together. Where the people in the other world learn that sometimes it's okay to just be friends. And not break up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend because they're suedo, not good for you. And cheating as Hallmark tends to do. And whatever. They can make it into a whole series. They can break up. And then the two of them can find love elsewhere. Because you know what? That's life. However, we know it's Hallmark, so we know that they're going to get back together. But I appreciate the spin on things, which seems to be the theme for this evening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes they don't get together. They only only don't get together when they're going to get together with somebody else. That's true. This is true. And I'll just do a small little piece of news that I felt that was kind of interesting. I guess apparently United Airlines did uh, Ryan Pavey dirty and left him stranded in the airport in Toronto. Um, He posted on social media that his 
tribal experience was the opposite of paradise. Moreover, he did make it out of Canada. Uh, they checked in, like, you know how they tell you to go early? He went three hours early, but his seat was taken. Um, and he tweeted, not sure I've ever had a worse experience trying to travel. It's almost enough to never return to your city. Still no clue how I'm getting home. Hashtag Toronto Airport. And apparently he's not the only person that works for Hallmark that's had this, this problem because Rod Oliver, who directs a lot of the Hallmark movies, also said, you're having the exact same experience I had last week at Pearson. That place is horrible. So... Needless to say, I went and looked at the tweet myself, and apparently a lot of people were, like, hashtagging United Airlines do better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess you got to be careful about who you leave stranded at an airport. And get well, a lot of away. people... A lot of people that weren't even celebrities or whatnot were tweeting that that is a horrible airport and that the staff there is just really the worst, like completely indifferent um, to everything, which is just awful, really. What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he, he seems like a very down-to-the-earth guy. He doesn't seem like, you know, he's a, you know, complainer for, like, no reason. I mean, oh, he even said oh, he, no, no, flew, he flew coach. Um and to finally get home, which, you know, to him wasn't a big deal, but um, right. he, he tweeted again. It said, incompetence can be corrected. It's the indifference that's infuriating. I'm not mad that I flew coach. I'm stoked I even managed to get a seat at all. I'm mad that so many people wanted to go home today, and a lot of us were met with disdain and irritation by airport staff. He actually tweeted that at United, so. <laughs> Apparently Toronto is not the Toronto airport is not one that you want to fly out of. So, which I think that's where they have a lot of they film a lot of their movies. They do. Most of them are, are there. Yeah, a lot of them. So, but yeah, it was a very very slow news week. It really was. So, Chesapeake Shores. Are we getting into it? Because I'm gonna get into. I, I've got a lot of. I've got a lot of. Uh, so opinions. last last week we we did season three, the first few episodes. Amber was able to binge watch and catch up through the last season, so through season five, as we get ready for season six, which is in just a few short weeks away. So rather than go show by show, episode by episode, we're just going to discuss it um, overall. So I, my dear, because it's fresh in your brain, I'm going to let you take it away. Okay, well, I will say this. Um, first couple of seasons were kind of hard for me. Um, I liked it, but I didn't have that desire to keep watching. And that's really what happened. Um, I finished that season three, the last part of season three. And I just could not stop. I wanted to finish it. And then as I got through season four, I was like, you know what? I really, really want to know. I really want to get caught up on this. Because I know a lot of big things happen. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure at the end of, I'm not only at the end of season three that the dad goes missing. I can't remember. I can't find him. Um, but so you had three. We have lots of arcs here, and I'm just going to go, you know, each character is how I feel the best thing to start with. So you mm -hmm. had the mom and the dad um, kind of get back together, um, kind of. <laughs> it was more so in the, in the fifth season. Uh, I kind of felt like... As usual, Jess was her normal bratty self. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, why couldn't you have done this before? And it's like, because people grow and people change. And, you know, they grow out of expecting a certain thing or whatever. And I just felt like 
even though she had a lot of growth, like for once, I felt like at the beginning when she opened the inn, she was really relying on everybody else to run it for her. She wasn't taking, you know, responsibility for it herself. And then, you know, she, he leaves and then she kind of gets, you know, gets it on. And then by the time he comes back, she realized she can do it on her own. It was almost like she had to have that grow up experience. Um, and as far as David and Jess's arc, I love their whole thing. I'm, I was not a huge Jess friend from the first season, but now she doesn't bother me as much. And I kind of like love them. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with the whole, he's broke now and his dad's gone, like left everybody. I'll be interested to see what happens there. Cause that happened at the end of season five. Um, right. them getting married and the whole so I don't know if you remember but back oh. when we were recording the first little bit you had said you know they get married and I said yes and you said well something happened during an episode and are we really supposed to believe that they're not they haven't been sleeping together <laughs> such a whole lot that hey. was, that was in my head of Can I, characters wait. Yeah. Let, let me just say this. I thought of that of the loud. I thought of that the other day. That Hallmark theme of like we're just supposed to pretend, pretend like nobody, you know. Um, it, I was watching Christmas in July, and it was one with um. We're horrible at this because I can never remember anybody's name. Anyway, it, it was one with the the redhead. What is her name? Ah, uh, Alicia. Alicia Witt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Alicia Witt. Sorry, my mind is blank. It's this mountain air. It's killing me. Um, I think she's the only redhead to learn. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, she, it's the one where she goes, I'm supposed to be going on the vacation with her boyfriend. We're going to get right back to Chesapeake Shores, but this ties in really quick. Um, and he ditches her, and she ends up doing her bucket Christmas list with this guy that she meets. But she's on the phone with her boyfriend, and she's in this elf co- costume. And he goes, well, keep that costume, because I have some ideas I might like to say to Santa. You know, whatever. I was like, wow, that is not, that's like so rare for Hallmark to have some type of innuendo like that. But I appreciated it because it was realistic. Is it the, the Very Merry Mix-Up? Is that what it is? Yeah, she, thinks that going, she thinks she's going to meet her fiance's family and it's a different family that she ends up with. I don't know. I have to go back and check. I think this is the one where she... No, no, no. This one's to do with a bucket list. She has all these things she wants to do at Christmas time. But yeah, no. So that's... Yeah. So as you're saying, we're just constantly supposed to believe that these professional adults don't... You know, come on. Come on. To tell you the truth, now that we get back to Jess and David, I believe that about Jess. I totally believe that because she's very immature. She's immature through the whole thing. Oh, yeah. You know... Allie, you know, you know that um, Trace and, oh, good Lord. Abby? Abby, of course. Trace, you can, you know that. You know that they're, you know, hitting it. Right, and it's kind of (laughs) hinted at. It's kind of hinted at, yeah. Yeah, and you know that, um, good Lord, I'm going to have to pull up the cast list because I can't remember their name. Kevin, Kevin and Sarah? Kevin and Sarah, you know they were because she'd been married before, and um, I don't expect for a minute her, you know, our favorite, Mister Connor, <laughs> oh, <laughs> is yeah, waiting no, for no. anything. <laughs> yeah, not our Connor, not our, not our but, Connor, definitely not. <laughs> but I mean, I think. Is, I think even Gran was out there getting some action. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, with, with the older man, yeah. <laughs> the older man that uh, Bree wanted to... No, not Bree. The mom, Megan, wanted mm-hmm. to display his uh, paintings. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of catch that hint. I tell you, there was a part um, where she, you know, they, they knock on the door or whatever, and she has that big hat on. And he opens the door and he smiles and she lifts her head up with that hat on 
And it's almost like once those, once those 1930s, 1940s movies where they had mm -hmm. that look. And I was like, man, that's good. <laughs> Even to mm -hmm. be Diana Lane's lad, as, as, you know, old as she is, she is still gorgeous. Oh, I mean, yeah. She is still absolutely beautiful. Stunning. I, I really like that they gave her a little bit of, you know, gave her a little bit of a story there with she's not just the babysitter and the cook um mm. you know they gave her a little bit of her own little story there uh so then i guess we'll go on to but anyways what i was saying with jess and david was i totally i totally got that i totally i didn't i didn't even not think that that was ever not true because i just mm. feel like jess was very immature oh yeah so i i bought into that I, and i love their arc and i love that they got married i didn't really understand the whole I was really kind of disappointed that the whole thing of the termites was even in there. I felt like that was not really a needed story arc there. Yeah. I mean, she had I this beautiful inn and they have termites and then they have to tear it down. And then now she's moved, they moved on to this other inn. <clears throat> I just, I didn't buy that. For a I think it was. I think it was just there to show, like, oh, Jess is so impulsive. Jess didn't, like, look into everything, you know, type of thing. And I think it kind of ended up blowing up in their faces. It didn't, yeah. it's even, even, I'm not a, a huge Jess fan, but it made me feel um, bad for her. The one storyline that I appreciated in season three was, excuse me, is that they actually made Abby slightly human and slightly, like, I slightly cared for her, like, with the whole, oh, my God, my kid's like another person now. And I think they yes. handled that pretty well because people didn't like, people weren't like, oh, that's right. They shouldn't like her. Da, da, da. They were like, hey, like, listen, come on now. You know? Nobody, um, nobody else wants someone, you know, you knew her, you're a mom, you don't want somebody, you know. Yeah, exactly. But I think she was mature about it. She admitted her feelings about it, you know, and it, um, for the moment, you know, worked out. And I'm not a huge Abby fan anymore. No. I'm not, a, not at listen, all. Listen, I don't feel I've seen the whole thing. I don't feel that she is a like if she was a real person. Obviously, I'm not like you know fairly well to do or you know big businesswoman or whatever. But okay, sorry about that. If there's a little time, if there's a little glip, a uh, little silence, it's because we kind of hung up on each other. We're not sure who caused the call to disconnect. We'll get the hang of this one day. But we were saying that um, Abby, Abby for me is never a redeemable character. I think she's very um, self-centered. I think everything is about her. She doesn't try to see anything from anybody else's um, point of view. Maybe it's, you know, with the mother leaving and, you know, being the oldest, whatever. But she's just not a redeemable character. I think she was awful to Trace. I think she's very into herself. I mean, I think she's a good mother. I think they definitely portray her as a good mother, but otherwise she's just, she's just not any, a character that I care about. I do for the most part, even though Jess drives me crazy, like every other, um, every other character. The only other one that I really don't like is Sarah. I think she's a bitch. I think Sarah is just, um, completely self-righteous and a bitch and as awful as to say like i didn't care about this storyline i think it's horrible i think it's very good of them to portray a, a child you know a loss a pregnancy loss and everything mm -hmm. and that i'm like of course like you feel free but i just don't like the character and i just don't i don't really people love the two of them together i don't think those two characters have any chemistry together i think he she like he like chased her chased her chased her chased her chased her just like wore her down you know that's how i feel it um, feel about it um the whole thing with the father um and the plane going down that was like oh my god that was intense the I really do like that Jess and David are getting like kind of settled and you know doing things and building their career and their life together um and everything like that I think Brie they need to do like something decent with Brie I'm like and now the new guy what's his name what's his name the, the Luke. guy Luke Five, all right. He was in he was in jail and now they're setting him up for like, oh, we had something in his system, but he took that antihistamine. So hopefully Connor is gonna be able to do some you know, do something there. Because listen, just because somebody was in jail doesn't mean they were a murderer or a rapist or whatever. Sometimes people go to jail for stupid shit and they yeah, figure out. He got it figured out at the end. Did he? I couldn't remember. Yes. I was I'm yes. so overcome. I'm so overcome with 
Connor passing out at the end. Oh God, yeah, I about I cried. Oh, poor Connor, that was like, and you know, so now there's so much. I mean, and I didn't like either. I loved the school teacher, but I didn't think he was a fit for Abby. But I disliked immensely. Um, I I don't know. I, I'm not a big I didn't, fan of him. I didn't. Like, I didn't like either of them for her, but I just dislike the whole the rich, the rich guy. Evan, I, I didn't very, like him. Very annoying. I, very annoying, was, and I hated him. Mhm. But he's kind of like my husband, and I he kind of grew on me. <laughs> so he, he grew on me. He grew on me in the sense that I understand him better, obviously. But I don't think they're a pair. I think they're so forcing it because they want her to have this glamorous ending with this rich guy who she could save and make his life better. You know. Well, I don't. I and I looked it up because I felt so bad for Trace because he spent all of season four trying to make that you know, trying to make the the bridge work and, you know, trying to stay there for her because he, you know, went on tour, but he didn't feel fulfilled and that wasn't helping him. So, you know, he comes back and he tries to make it. And they have that whole thing with the blonde, which I didn't get that mm-hmm. at all. You know, I didn't like that storyline at all. And, you know, Abby just comes off as a bitch. Like, Always. first of all, she period. broke up with him at the end of sight. You know, she broke up with him because he was going to be gone for six months. You know, and she definitely could not date a guy in the military. I'll give her that one. Because six months in this time of things is not that big, not that much, not that big of a deal. You're talking about six months or the rest of your life with somebody. And you're going to complain because they're going to be gone for six months. Mm-hmm. You know? There are people that would love to be with somebody and, you know, six months is nothing. So, you know, hey, I was talking. The people in my growing up Christmas list made it work. Yeah, I mean, like, I just felt like it just makes Abby's character look so fickle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they've got her going between these two. The only way, and this is the whole thing, because we all know that this six, season six is the last season. And the only thing I feel like could redeem Abby's character is if Jess comes back for the last, or not Jess, Trace comes back. It's Jesse Medcalf is why I said that. Um, it's just Trace comes back in the last episode and they're together. And um, he did do an interview when he left. And he said the only way he would come back was he would come back to finish that storyline to make sure mm-hmm. that they had their happy ending. And then he said that was the only way that he would come back and film. Is if they had their happy ending. And I really feel like for Abby to redeem herself, she, you know, that's going to have to happen. Because right now, I just don't like her. She's fickle. She's conceited. I feel like, you know, yeah, she has her, has her kid, has her girls. But I just feel like, you know, she's all about what's the person going to do for me, not what can she do for that other person. I just don't like her. I just don't. And I really, really hope that my hope is that you know even if it's the last episode of season you know the final episode you know and all you see is her go off or them together then that would be much happier but I don't know at this point if there's any ending for Abby that could make me like her because right now I'm just not sure yeah no that's exactly how I feel that's exactly how I feel I mean the only really thing I care about in season six is I want Connor to be alive and have some type of, you know, happy storyline, you know, in the end. And the same thing with Brie. Everybody else, like, I'm over it. Um, you know. Um, yeah, Brie and they- Connor are definitely the characters, the most lovable characters um, in the whole show. I have told yeah. you before, Brie has probably one of my favorite um, lives at all you know she's a writer you know she owns that bookstore and I just love her character and you know she's I almost kind of feel like Abby's character almost has to have somebody there but Bree's character she's like okay I can do this I'm fine right you know 
Brie wants to find a love of her life, a love that completes her. Abby wants a love that she can control, that fits into her, her mold. Whereas Brie will take things as they, you know, as they come and adapt to them. Abby wants everything to adapt to her. Right. And I don't think that's realistic. No. No, and I didn't... That teacher, I didn't like him at all. Evan, I hated at first. But then he kind of grew on me later on. Um, Bree's character showed a lot of growth. Um, You know, she's kind of with Luke, but not really. You know, they haven't really gone anywhere with that yet. Um, I liked the Kevin and Sarah, and I felt really, really sorry for them. But I'm not really as bought into them as I am. Mm-hmm. Now, Margaret, for Connor, oh, God, I love that couple. I loved it. Oh, my God. I hope they continue um, it. I do, too. God, if they kill Connor off, I'd be ticked off, and I don't see that oh, happening. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no, the fans would go absolutely apeshit on that. And it's like, uh, you know, poor, I mean, I feel like Connor's like the, you know, the, he was finally getting what I wanted him to get. And and you asked me, you know, last episode, you know, where would you like for, you know, Connor to go or something? The perfect. He can have his own law practice in Chesapeake Shores and have a great girlfriend that loves him for him. Mm-hmm. And I really, I love her character when she kind of tipped him off mm-hmm. about the, um, them looking in his desk drawer. Right. And um, I love that whole storyline and him, you know, <laughs> the whole letter about the, um, you know, he sent that one part of the letter, left that one part of the letter in the drawer and then the rest of the letter. And it was about some kind of uh, something that is mother made, you know, and they mm-hmm. thought it was, you know, him admitting, you know, that his right. dad had actually done the the bad whatever fraud. Um, but I, I really liked that. And when he collapsed, I was so mad. I think I screamed no. And then Jason was like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I was like, no. Yeah, no it way. was intense. It was intense. I mean, Connor out of all of them probably had the most crap or shit thrown oh, yeah. at him. He's, and then he's, now he's got a he's heart been- problem. He's been the dog of the series the whole yeah. time. He really. So. Yeah, and it's like, I don't even care who Abby called at the end of the season. I can't yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless it's Trace and he's coming back. I, you know. Yeah. Or Raw Victor Webster guy. You know. Yeah. I don't Victor care. Not, I, don't, I don't really don't care how they end the series with her. I really don't, unless Trace comes back or, you know, those two guys just aren't really for her. So I think that. Brings us kind of up to date on Chesapeake Shores. And now in a few short weeks, we'll start recapping it week by, or reacting to it or whatnot, to it week by week. Yes. And there'll probably be a lot of screaming. So that brings us to another beloved Hallmark series that has not yet been renewed and fans are absolutely screaming that they at least want one more movie. And that is signed, sealed, and delivered. Now, if you actually listen to us, you will know that back in the beginning, we were like, what the heck is this? Because I had only seen clips of it, and I was very confused by it. And then one day, it was on, and I said to myself, okay, let me watch this. Because I would see it on Twitter, the postables, the fan base. Crazy, but like, you know, sweet, sweet people, right? And I wasn't even halfway through the movie when I was like, yeah. I see my future as a postable. And I tweeted something like that. And people were like, yes, thank you. You're here. We're here for you. Blah, blah. Lovely, lovely fan. One of the most pure fan bases on social media. Like, um, so it originally Science Yield Delivers was called Second Chances. There's a, it, so there's a pilot movie that I cannot find. I have not seen. And that was before the 10 episode series that set up a lot of it. So when you start, when you see the first or really second postable movie from 2014, like you're a little confused. like, what the heck is this? Because you kind of have to see the series. I was lucky enough a few months ago to see the series. I'm not sure if it's on their, their streaming service, but if it is, you should find it. So 
what it is is you have these four people who work in the dead letter office of the post office um oliver norma norman rita and shane and shane is actually a computer expert who was accidentally assigned there by mistake but she ends up staying and oliver is very if anybody out there watched bones he's very much like bones he's super smart very introverted very socially awkward, but a lovely man, a lovely, brilliant, caring, God-loving man. I'm not going to say God-fearing because he does not fear God. He loves God. And Science Children's Living does have a lot of religious under, undertones to it or bits to, right. or pieces to it, which I appreciate. But it's not in a way like ramming it down your throat like, oh, you have to believe this and this is this because we're saying it. It's very open-ended in a lot of ways. But Shane... Not Shane. Well, Shane to a degree, but Oliver is and Norman and, and Norman and Rita are very, you know, they go to church. They believe in God. He's in the, in the choir. So in the first one, um, which is ironically, not ironically, set at Christmas or the second one, technically, but the first of the, the newest series, um, it's called signed, sealed, and delivered for Christmas, which with a duty to deliver every last letter before Christmas, the beloved post office quartet um, are working around the clock to redirect Santa's mail. Just as Oliver, and I'm reading this from homework, of course, just as Oliver runs into his former Sunday school teacher played by Marion Roth. When they receive an emotional last minute plea, not meant for St. Nick, but instead written to God, they must delay their own travel plans to make sure one little girl doesn't lose her Christmas joy. Something Oliver and Shane are also struggling to find as they each face painful memories. With little guidance from a mysterious post office volunteer, Jordan, played by Rob S., the postables are more surprised than anyone to discover their been a part of more than one miracle christmas miracle so the whole premise of all of these movies is that they receive they find a letter and basically a mystery or something around it and they end up kind of solving it they're all very good they're not standard hallmark fare at all but norma and i'm going to spoil it for you but you know i'm sorry about that but you're still going to enjoy it right you're still going to enjoy it if you continue to watch it you're still going to enjoy it norman norman and rita fall in love right rita is she's the most flamboyant in a way of them all um and she likes norman but norman is norman was a foster child right and he was kind of bounced around a bit before finding his forever home and he's very quiet reserved also also a bit socially um awkward and he's encouraged by the others to finally like open up how he feels about her. So ultimately the two of them get married. And when you meet Rita's family, like their families that come into it. So all of his father is played by the guy who plays the uncle in Chesapeake shores. Oh, okay. Um, and he's, and he's great in it. I love him in it. The whole cast really works together. And then there is um, Ramon, who is a minor character who goes from being the, He's everything. He Ramon is Ramon needs his own show. He is he owns the restaurant. He's a weather forecaster. He's a newsman. He owns the newspaper. He does like everything, right? He marries them, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's great. And then of course the biggest thing is the love story between Oliver and um, Shane. And Oliver is actually married in the beginning, and I think his divorce goes through during the course of the series because his wife left him, and he's very hurt and very of course you know by it. Um, but Shane completely falls for him. And one of the most beautiful things in it is that they start taking dance lessons together. And mm-hmm. a lot of them, a lot of their relationship, they fall in love with, with the, da- you know, over dancing through, the, through their dancing rather. And it's just so beautiful. So when I first saw this thing and I'm talking endlessly here, I know I was like, this is like the weirdest thing I ever seen in my life. Like I didn't know, but then it's just one of the greatest things that Hallmark has ever put out and you watched the first one recently as part of our deal and i will start watching outlander this week too. yeah you gotta keep up your end of the bargain that's <laughs> my part of the deal so what did you think what did you like what did you not like am i crazy for loving it so much and go no i see it i see the potential <laughs> um you didn't get a whole lot of the romances you got little bits of future right you know in there um i, I watched the first one and the first one was about uh, they found the letter and it was and funniest thing in the world was the character that plays Jess in Chesapeake Shores Lacey is um in the 
first Son Selden delivered movies. And basically you've got the, they find this letter and um, she's talking about she's dying and she wants him right. to know why she won't show up in a year. Because they made a mm-hmm. deal they were going to show up in a year. Um, and uh, she wanted him to know that, you know, she did care for him. It was kind of like a one day thing. Um, and then you go through this whole thing thinking, you know, she's dead pretty much. You know, she and they're trying to find him and they help him because he goes to jail because of something he didn't do. And um, at the end, you think, you know, he decides he's going to go to the bridge anyways, because, you know, you know, he just wants to honor her and she shows up and come to find out she just didn't finish the trial. But um, I liked it that they had a happy ending. Um you kind of got the, you know, the little bit of love interest in there. I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't, you know, it wasn't hard to get into. It wasn't, um, I really, really enjoyed it. I love Oliver. Of course, I'm sure everybody will say that. Uh, I feel for him because I kind of feel that way about social media sometimes. (laughs) I just, just want to go back to where there's nothing. Um, he has a very simple, stuck in time type attraction to him and, you know any man wears a suit every day you know gets I know right it's two points for me it is they the one thing that they do really well is that um uh, continuity like with little things like when he gets upset he his go-to drink is yoohoo right you who is like his like other people's wine you know or something but he doesn't overdo it like so many like little things and i think for the most part even though the characters are quirky and whatnot i think each one has something that many people will relate to maybe you won't relate to all of them but we can all learn from them and they're all realistic type of people you know and down to earth no one even though like the show is really like oliver in 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 Shane, I think, in a, in a way, everybody's important, you know, in the show. And, you know, like we were saying before, you had brought it up that are we really supposed to believe that nobody's, you know, um, <laughs> when, when Norman and Rita, I don't know why I just won't say the word, but I'm just being stupid. When Norman and Rita get married, Norman actually, in using some um, analogies, tells Oliver, who has been married, so obviously, you know, um, that he and Rita never have. And in fact, that even he might be surprised, but even because of their age, that that they never have. Um, and he's kind of embarrassed by the fact that Oliver gives him a wonderful, you know, pep pep talk. Um, and it's very sweet, you know, and encouraging to people out there who, you know, are the same, that it's okay. You know, it's nothing to be ashamed about. So, but there's just a lot of like sometimes you're like oh my god this is so silly but everybody just has so many redeeming um uh, qualities and they they deal with a lot of they deal with a lot more issues than most hallmark fair actually does i mean one of the main reasons and you know i'm looking forward to finish you know watching these more Mm -hmm. of these movies one of the reasons why i like these type of movies is because they're very there's not the complication of every crazy all this craziness you know it is very old-fashioned half the reason why i like period dramas you know uh you know i like things set back in the 1800s because things were a lot simpler back then you know you didn't Mm -hmm. have all the women were not treated very well but it was just simpler times you know you didn't have a lot of this you didn't have a lot of static, I guess, is what you would say. Um, so I'm looking forward to where it goes. I mean, I really, really enjoyed the first one. Um, I've got to watch the Christmas one next, and I figure what we're get, what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch a I'm going to watch a movie per uh, episode mm-hmm. we record. So that way we have a little extra there. And I guess that brings me to. I have decided, and I don't know if Liz is gonna read well, it let with me. me. <laughs> let me let me just say this. I apologize because I did 
I thought that's the first one that you watch, not the other real first one that they renamed. So I had them um, out of order. So I apologize for that. But no, Amber is. I am going to read it because it's on Kindle and I re-signed up for Kindle. And Amber is going to kick off our new segment where we discuss, review, suggest, lambast, Hallmark-style books. Or books that give us that Hallmarky feel. Yes. And primarily, if you want to read them with us, these are not going to be, these are going to be quick reads, I do believe. I think this one's about 227 pages. But it's a series by Amelia Adler. And if I didn't say her name correctly, I'm sorry. Um, and it's the Westcott Bay series. And this is number one. And the first one's called Saltwater Cove. Um, and this one's about second chances and the secrets that sabotage them. At 48 years old, Margie Clifton never expected to be starting her life over again, but when her brother gives her a property on San Juan Island, and that's exactly what she decides to do. After all, it is the perfect place to start a new business venture, provide a second home for her adult children, and recover from her nasty divorce. And if her new life happens to involve the town's gruff and ruggedly handsome chief deputy sheriff, all the better. So I think it's going to be super interesting. It goes a little bit more into the last thing. You know, it talks about, you know, what more is going to be that there's, you know, Margie's harboring a secret and, you know, it's going to come out of course during the book, but I'm not going to go into all that because I want to do that when we do the review next week, but it's going to be a quick read. Um, I think it's a series yeah. of maybe four books. Okay, I'm going to download it. I will definitely read it because I just pulled it up. I feel like I've seen this book, but I have not read it. I feel like I've seen the um, cover probably on Kindle um, Unlimited. I've probably seen it advertised. I can't wait. I really want to read it because I want to know what her deep dark secret is. Yeah, me too. And it's got like, it's got a really, really, really good um, rating. It's almost five stars. It's like four and a half. Um, so it should be pretty interesting. The one thing I liked about it was um, when you go in and you pull it up in the Kindle, which I'm sure the paper book has it too, but uh, they actually give you like a like a map of like oh, the nice. island and everything in it. Um, so I look forward to like reading and going referencing back to that, you know, mm -hmm. map to see where you know, it kind of gives you like a little bit of a more of a re real feel to it, I guess. So next week we'll 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 read this and then we'll do our review. Absolutely. I think I, that's about it. I think it is, and I think it was a very good chat. And next week we'll have some more news and reviews, and I'm gonna dig up some. Twitter dirt maybe out there. See what people are saying about Hallmark. Uh, I'm very excited about the new segment with the books because I truly love to read. Um, and I have a stack of books, not all of them full monkey uh, um, style. But uh, so not me, me not either. <laughs> I you no, know, not Miss Harlequin Romance. Um, that's the one you get, right, Harlequin, or something else? Yes, those are. Well, you've said it online. It, you've said it on here before, so I'm not giving away any dirty little secrets. It, it has to be the the presents ones, though. The Harlequin presents or the intrigue, but I prefer the presents. Um, okay, I I don't know what that means, but I'll look when I get done, part. it's the series. When I get done, when we get done tonight, I'm gonna take a picture and show you <laughs> how many that I have. I had to stop my subscription because. Oh. <laughs> Girl, 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 all the secrets are coming out. Mr. Jason, get your wife in line. Oh, you crazy girl. But yeah, and so as we write since now, since we wrapped up Chesapeake Shores for the most part, but we will be excuse me, we'll be keeping up on the news. I'll make sure to check it out for you next week to see if there's any gossip out there about it. We can also start looking at um Science Yield and Deliver a bit more. And I might suggest that we go back and watch Cedar Cove. I'm not opposed to that. I, I liked it in the beginning. I never saw the whole thing. I thought it was a really good show. And I, one show we will not be reviewing is When Calls the Heart. Because I tried to watch it. I just can't get into it. I loved it in the beginning. 
and I hate it now. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I hate it now. Um, and actually, it's mostly because of the fan the fan base has made me hate it. But so anyway, I hope you have enjoyed listening to us ramble on, especially me. Um, go and check out the book. Even if you just read the synopsis, let us know, please. Somebody pretend you're listening to us. Um, but it doesn't matter if you aren't because we're just going to keep doing this anyway. So <laughs> it's it, therapy. It, it is. It is therapy. It's a lot of fun. It is. Uh, I'm going to go rejoin my sister and brother-in-law because I came all the way up here to record a podcast. <laughs> and um, hope everybody has a lovely, lovely weekend. Do you have any plans for the weekend? No, I think we're just going to kind of relax a little bit. We're kidless, so. Good. Um, she's she's going to put those what she learned in those books. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> If the house is a knocking, don't come in here. The rock and don't come and knock. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text, I'm gonna message Jason after this, like, hey, um, you can be like, what are you two talking about? Um, no, so no, okay, so I hope everybody has a great weekend. I am gonna go spend some time with my family. My niece is sleeping. We're gonna watch a movie out on the deck because they're fancy like that. And this has been episode 15 on July 15th of Home is Where Hallmark is for Amber Teasley. Um, for myself, Lucy, you can find us over, I forgot to say this in the beginning, you can find us on thechairshot.com. We do so appreciate them for working with us and uh, giving us the time to get our acts together so that we can restart this because we do have a lot of fun you can find the chair shot at the chair and the podcast anywhere where you where you stream that made absolutely no sense but i'll get it together for next week i promise hopefully amber where are you on the social i am amber teasley one at uh, instagram and twitter uh, and i we do need That's to start. I, 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 yeah, no, I, I, I interrupted again. I'm sorry. I do need to discuss the Instagram with you because I want to start, really want to start doing stuff over there, um, which is home is where home market over on Instagram. But I'm Lizzie P224 on Instagram and on Twitter. So we do hope you chat with us. And again, it's the summer, it's the weekend. Be careful and always follow our motto from the chair shot. Always use your head. Behave, people, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye, everyone. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.